Peace and infinite blessings, my beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Authentic Hippie Podcast. What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome back, folks. I'm very excited about the progression of this project. Yeah, it's really been dope from where we started to where we are now. It's definitely been a lot of growth, a lot of progress. I'm really proud of it as well. Teamwork is making the dream work. That's a figure. That's a fact. <laughs> I really love all those like weird cliches, but they actually are true. Nah, a lot I of those a lot of those hold weight, like hold real weight. So I, I fuck with them too. Word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. First of all, I'm Mufasa. So, Bastet. Indeed you are. You know, that's that's who I've evolved into being. That's who I still am, as far as I know. And I be uh, <laughs> Shardalonius, uh from J-Rot to Young ASAP to J.R. Gunner to uh, Sir Smooth to Sir Thelonious Smooth. Now I'm Sir Thelonious, you feel me? Where is J.R. Gunner coming from? J.R. Gunner is when I used to be a rapper and I used to sound like Lloyd Banks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did hear that. How old were you? Like sixteen? I was like or fourteen. I was like I was like fourteen. It was it was an 03. I was thirteen. Yeah, 13. I was thirteen. That's crazy. With a deeper voice than what I have now. Crazy. Yeah. We need we need after school programs to still exist. You need to be doing something other than making uh inappropriate rap music Listen, at thirteen. I, <laughs> I was talking JR Gunna. I was talking that talk about what my life was at the time. <laughs> I wish I could like have a like a telescope, yeah. But it goes through like time space, and like you could go back in time, but like you could literally look at it through like a telescope, yeah. So I could look at your life, basically. Oh, it, oh, it was very interesting. From girls to raps to street life, it was it was interesting, very interesting. It's weird. Anyway, growth, growth, and evolution. Indeed. Um. So speaking of growth for us, this is the first episode of 2021. How are you feeling about the new year? How is this like? How's the energy for you? The energy is really good. I mean, since January 1st, I mean, even we brought in the new year in a dope way. Facts. Uh, shout out to Music Beyond Measure, Tamara. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dawn, I see you. Uh, everybody else included in the organization. Yeah, uh, Dean Jane into like the new year you hosting. It was fire. It was fire. Um, Raising money um, mm-hmm. for Music Beyond Measure, which is a nonprofit organization based indeed. out of Montclair, New Jersey. Indeed, indeed. Um, and their mission is creating arts programs for uh, sexual and trauma survivors. So yeah. it's a really, really dope organization. Black woman doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we definitely had a great time DJing, MCing. Um, their virtual new year fundraiser yeah yeah it, it was, was really, really dumb and that's the first time i ever did anything like that for, yeah. especially like on a new year's like yeah that's likewise, like crazy likewise. like that was really 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 dope and i feel like that set the tone for like what this year means for us for sure nah for sure for sure so yeah i've been i've been riding on a on a high uh and just pushing forward with creativity um just progression um working on some projects with you uh doing things on my lonesome just a lot of like dope elevation yeah i can't complain how about you love love i um i feel really good and aside from work because i feel like what happens a lot of times like we're creative people and we put a lot of energy into creativity and we just get so excited about like this million dollars that we're going to manifest which i'm equally as excited about it but at the same time i feel like the most clear that i've felt in my life like i feel like i know exactly what i'm doing i feel healthy i feel um like i'm making great choices with my food and with my time and balancing like i've gotten a whole lot better at balancing rest and work and like not feeling as if i have to like beat myself in the ground at work like because even like being an entrepreneur and mm. working full time it's been like a weird transition because this is the first time i've i've been here for a year but yeah i took like three or four years off to do full-time entrepreneurship so now i'm back working and finishing grad school mm. all of that like i'm doing a lot but i'm like balanced in my energy and in my time so i feel like i've um done a really good job of just noticing what i need to feel good and to still have energy to get all these things done effectively and so that i'm not depleted you know completely and whenever i feel like i need to rest i just 
express you like rest. i don't force myself anymore like i used to um so i feel like this is a year of productivity but productivity from a healthy space not like a workaholic i gotta save the world yep. right now type shit like i feel more calm more smooth like just I'm, damn i'm so mad i did that but mm-hmm. you know just flowing um flowing with life in a certain way and even with us like the way our relationship is evolving and yeah um communication all that stuff is just like it's flowing in a way that's healthy and present indeed long story short so yeah i feel good i feel really good there you go it's really important to hear and i'm glad you're feeling good and i'm glad that you keeping yourself uh in that energy and uh doing what we do if y'all hear uh, a little voice in the background it's my love one saying uh he's our special guest that's not supposed <laughs> to be heard but he gotta be heard you, feel me? you know multitasking trying to do it all you yeah. know it's it's a beautiful thing covid i'm COVID has been interesting in the sense that like our relationship to family and, and life yeah. is like and work and all of that. It's like it's all one. It's not like I can separate myself and go over here and then keep that over there. It's like no, everything is here at once, all the time together at home. Now balance it, figure it out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and and it allows you to tap into a different part of yourself. Like when you have to multitask, when you have to realize that everything is not going to be separate the way that you will want it to be yeah. but you make it work for what it needs to be for sure and that's definitely been a, a testament to us individually yeah. and as a unit so i'm grateful that um, i have a partner like you to be patient with me ah, and to be patient with this heart. process yeah it's real it's really important because everybody can do it no, that's a fact everybody and everybody and it's it. like yeah this is a whole other conversation. We're not going to start a whole new conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's for the next episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. so chill to the next episode. Hey, I like that. That was beautiful. So um, this this episode of the Authentic Hippie podcast is super special. Um, we had some meaningful conversation this week with the sister, um, one of my loved ones. I, she's a part of my tribe. My kids will definitely call her auntie. Yeah, like yeah. our okay. kids. Um, I love her uh, so much. Her name is T'Challa Williams. She's a really dope poet, um, activist. um, And she came to speak with us about the generational gap in the Black community and what's going on with the elders from her perspective. Um, And then just, you know, conversations that we can have and what we should have. I think that if you are a Black person, if you're anyone really, but specifically if you are a Black person that is out here feeling as if you don't have support from your family, I think it's important for you to humanize them and to understand why and That's i real. think that t'challa did a great job of she's you know 45 i think she said so like which she's older than us which yeah. and you know she has relationship to her elders that she can't very candidly um speaks about in the interview so um i'm really excited to present this work um it helped me in my personal life like and us and our you know Definitely. these are things that we talk about so i'm really grateful for this episode um and then of course we have rebel rants because we like talking shit about the white folks oh we do definitely do it's necessary yeah i I just think that it's it's just silly so um so yeah we we have uh some pretty it's a simple show this time but um i think that this is when we talk about quantity over like quality 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 over quantity there you go ew don't say the same thing as me at the same time listen we in a relation so it happens in an epidemic (laughs) in in an epidemic lord insider good lord um so yeah so enjoy tune in um contact us via email authentic hippie at gmail.com you can also text 347-998-8903 to connect with us ask us questions um and even suggest topics for the next um episodes coming up if you want to be a guest share your music all that stuff um let us know we're definitely planning and growing and would love to collaborate with you indeed indeed send it through we're gonna review it we're gonna politic yeah get into this episode y'all really gonna dig it peace y'all peace so we are going to um let's jump into uh our favorite well is it your favorite segment it's one of my favorite okay. one and two one and two all right so you want to introduce it uh we call this thing rebel rants uh-huh, uh-huh. so so basically it's we talk about a topic that really is grinding our gears 
uh, to a point where we don't know what the fuck is going on and we're trying to figure it out or we have a strong opinion about it with trying to figure it out. Uh, just feeling strongly about something and expressing some truth, some questions, things like that. What are we talking about, though? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, <laughs> here it flips locks. Here we Jeez, go. Um, yeah, so we might as well, like, we might as well talk about I honestly don't want to talk about it, but I feel like yeah. I have to, and yeah. that's annoying. But, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> the quote-unquote patriots, quote-unquote, um, you know, Trump supporters storming the Capitol. Yeah. That shit was OD. And for me, it's like, regardless of what's true and what's not, just the images alone is crazy. And the fact that, like, social media platforms like like i don't know like I, it's like uh, like mm. i don't know i don't know i for me personally i don't care it's something that doesn't necessarily sway me as far as what i'm doing yeah um if anything it just makes me go harder and like take advantage of the chaos like i feel like whenever something like that happens we know those are extreme views and extreme perspectives and mm -hmm. every white person does not feel like that a lot of white people actually are is against stuff like that yeah, like a lot sure. of white people actually you're like nah that's not like there's some that say this isn't this isn't america but it is america it is america but they don't necessarily agree with it in that context and so for me it, it's providing me this space where like now I can put myself in there because it's like, so either you're going to support what I'm doing or you mean you're like that. Oh, yeah. so you're not. Oh, so do you feel like that? And yeah. a lot of white people don't, don't you know, don't want to be put into that category. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's an opportunity. Like the green light is like, okay, look, half y'all doing, like some of y'all doing this bullshit. That's what's up. So now that means that I can go ahead and make space for myself because you don't want to make it seem as if you are like that very true it's kind of like finding the reasoning within the riot right so it's like even with white folk who say like oh that's not a representation of all of us uh but it puts you in that space where it's like okay cool so if it's not now so do you support me or not like are you for our cause as a people or not for my cause as like with my people or not it puts them kind of like in more of a corner that they don't like to be backed up in. Yeah, and I I still don't know if that question, as far as are you in my struggle, like I don't feel like yeah. that's happening, like mm -hmm. at all. Like I mm -hmm. think that that's still like a very small number of people, yeah, white people who are going to do that because even yeah. the white liberals don't necessarily do that, you know. So that's true. That's true. I I just think that I will say it is fucked up that you know. I'm thinking of our kids and just like yeah. how kids must feel like the world is. It's like all of this chaos, um, all of this. Um, it's like it's misinformation. It's like information is being put out there, but it's like so some people are saying it was staged. Yeah. Some people are saying it's because of this. It's because of that. Yeah. It's because there's a black woman in there. It's because of wanting to stop Trump's vote. It's like, and the truth is, we're not the ones at the table strategically planning these images and these That's instances true. and these events and these true. circumstances. Like, we're not there. No. So for me, I'm the kind of person, and this might not be the correct, I don't know what's correct or what's not, but what has worked for me to preserve my mind is that I don't involve myself in shit that don't directly involve me. I'm the same way. Like, I'm the same way. Because, like, I still got, like, if it wasn't for the fact, like, I wouldn't even have known that shit had ha that happened if I hadn't been in a meeting for work. Yeah, and, and, and you told you told me and I was at work. So yeah, it's like, like it's just like it's not a part of it's not a direct part of my reality because I still have to work on other shit that still is not established. So for me it's like I, I feel y'all I'm yeah. I am informed I'm aware yeah. but I can't give it any more than that because like I still like I still got to get my shit together for me and my family and like as I'm building my family like I still got shit that I got to work on so it's like yeah. I see what they doing but that's not my responsibility it's not even my fight it's not even my issue I don't yeah. even know why y'all mad to be honest y'all white folks that are dressed up looking crazy as fuck like 
what exactly are you mad about? Like, I don't, y'all like, got everything y'all need. Yeah, like, you all, you already get your way with everything <laughs> in fucking life. Like, this, this is your America. Like, the <laughs> caucasity of the it all ca- is just caucasity. ridiculous. The mitigated goal. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, like, it's silly, man. I, it's really I just, silly. I, and I'm not that bored also. The yeah, other part about it too, especially with social media right now, yeah. it's just like, I got other shit going on and, and coming on social media, if it's not for a purpose, yeah. I really can't do it because I have other shit that I'm sure. doing. Sure. And I feel like a lot of people um, are wasting their energy you know, by not strategically deciding what you're what you're doing with your time. Like, I don't have the time to really like, I still don't care. It's the same way I didn't care. Like, and honestly, this might be fucked up, but like, I didn't even give it that much energy when George Floyd died. I didn't yeah. give that much energy when, you know, a lot of the shit that has happened. Everybody was like, oh, 2020 was so fucking... I'm like, my 2020 was excellent, actually. Yeah, exactly. I had a great year. I'm still having a great year. And it's because I'm not giving my energy to bullshit. I'm just True. not. And a lot of things on social media, a lot of things in America right now is bullshit. Yeah, and, and that doesn't make me any more or less as an empathetic person or a sympathetic person because you're not giving so much energy to what everybody is giving energy to. It's like, yeah, everybody has their own shit that they're going through. We pay attention to what we choose to, but also if it's not directly affecting our lives, how much energy should you give to shit? Because what can I do? Like, what it's, exactly do you want me to do? Like, I'm aware of it, and then what? Yeah, it's like make make a post, uh, go march, uh, go pick. Like, yeah, it's it's only Ain't so much you doing can that do. And I'm not a martyr. Like, that's my yeah. thing. I'm not a martyr. I'm not dying for no foolishness. Like, what? Nah, I'm not doing that. Like, nah. I'm trying to live my life and live it as best as I can. So I'm gonna continue doing what I've been doing. And. Every time some shit happens, I use that same strategy, and that's why I'm one of the few people who were saying my life is fine, and y'all is, people yeah, are complaining. That's wrong. Like I'm on my business hard as fuck. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> like, uh, what's going? Like, I'm I'm good because again, I'm serious about my shit, and a lot of people, I I I can't say how serious they are or are not because I'm not in your life, but I do feel like we give energy to things that we're triggered by. And like, I feel like we're mm-hmm. easy. We're still very easily triggered by race. Oh, indeed. And indeed. that shit don't bother me like that. Like, I'm like, white people don't like, they silly. To, like, a lot of, not all of them, but yeah. like white culture, white American culture is silly to me. So it's just like, if they dressed up with whatever the fuck they dressed up on in, Going and sitting, taking pictures. I'm like that shit's actually hilarious to me. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh shit, look at what y'all inter- doing. That's entertaining funny. as fuck. Like it's entertaining. And that's what Trump was. Trump, a lot of shit that Trump said to me was like, yo, that nigga is crazy. Yeah, like that nigga yeah. is crazy. But again, it, it, my business. And and especially when I don't give that much attention and power to politics. So like even in that regard, like and call it ignorant of me. It's still a lot that I don't really understand or know about politics to even give myself that space to be into it, to like really even care. But again, it's not my fight. So I, I don't I don't know what you want me to do. What you want me to do? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I used to feel like that, but I've, I have grown to feel as if that's an immature stance. I mm. used to be like, oh, I'm an independent. Like, I don't yeah. deal with politics. And then I realized how everything is political. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, I'm not an extremist and I've mm-hmm. sort of found my niche in it, especially because I'm an educator and yeah. I know that curriculum writing, policy change, like mm-hmm. all of that, it, that's political, you know? Yeah. And even me, like if I potentially want to open uh, a school or mm-hmm. Anyway, these things are political. So yeah. I feel like it's 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 um somewhat ignorant to say you because you, you cannot totally remove yourself from politics yeah. globally, like period. I don't think that that's accurate, but I do agree with this the way that the puppet show mm-hmm. is going right now. It makes it hard to say what's real and what's not. Yeah. Because it's like, so we're really about to say that these people were allowed to go through levels of security levels y'all got inside of the white house them niggas opened the gate for you yeah so you mean to tell me y'all did that but then black women peacefully protesting you 
throwing tear gas at them, rubber bullets. You shot and killed a child and let the police get off on that. That's real. You know, so I I feel as if I can't give energy to shit I don't respect. And I don't respect people that live in sort of this hypocrisy, double standard bullshit. Like, I don't yeah. agree with that. And that's what yeah. white supremacy is. That's what that shit was to me. White nationalists, white supremacists, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And for me, my way to protect myself from that is just to be like, I'm I'm, I'm looking that way. I'm going to look that way. I see what y'all doing, but I'm going to yeah. go that way. Yeah. And, and that doesn't make you, like, again, any less, like, empathetic or sympathetic or, like, not caring about the cause. If it's not affecting you directly, then why should you give energy to it or like power to it? It's right. more so power. It's more so power. It's, more yeah, so it's definitely power. power. It's definitely yeah. about power. Um, for me, that's yeah. it's definitely about power and what I and again what I am and am not going to give my energy to. Exactly. I'm not going to do that. So, um, so yeah. With that being said, mm-hmm. um, we're going to shift into what we're getting into tonight. Okay. Um, so the topic. So for you. Why was the or why is the black generational gap topic important? Like, what what is that for you? Well, it's definitely important to me because, again, I'm one who has struggled with being able to connect to elders or like big brothers, uncles, like father figures in regards of uh, what I believe in, the, the truth that I stand in, in regards of just being a young black man, being a creative. Uh, it's just always been like... Um, crab in the barrel type of energy when it comes to like not being able to connect with like your elders on a point where they're showing you respect even with the respect that you're giving to them it's like this disconnection that they have uh to a point where they don't even realize that you're an adult that uh you want to truly be about something that's going to make a difference right especially if they are if they are people who have fought that fought are, or are still fighting that fight. Yeah, it's like they don't give you the same respect or even the same attention to a point where it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take you seriously, or like, oh, you do that, well, I don't do that, so now nah, I'm gonna look at you differently. It's like it's just too much judgment, and, and I really want to know what's up, like what's the deal, because it's not like the younger generation doesn't want to show you respect. We we're just not gonna wait around for you to be like, you know what, come back. Nah, you know what? Not right now, but come back. We're not going to wait anymore because we can do everything on our own. But it's still the point of like, why is it that way? Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I, I and it's interesting because now I'm not really or we're not even in, yeah. you know, the teenage mm-hmm. generation anymore. Like now we're, you know. I don't know what we what we're called as thirty we're, year olds, we're but like like somewhat elders. Yeah, like, like elder we're elders juniors, to like, other yeah. people, like elder, yeah, the elder yeah, juniors. That's, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's, and it's weird because I don't even like. I know I don't look like that. At like, all. I still Not got at carded all. at the liquor store last fact. week, so that's cool. So yeah. it's just <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just interesting. Like for me, it's like I have felt disrespected by elders, and. It's so offensive to me because, A, I know that you have not put in the research, the intellect, the information. I know you have not tapped into your brain power the way that I have. Indeed. And I'm not judging you for the fact that you haven't done it. I'm actually trying to bring that information back to you nice. to help God teach you shit that you clearly didn't know because you didn't teach it to me. You know, so I'm not even holding it against you. I'm trying to help you and guide you along. Like, if I know for a fact the reason why you, you know, got gout is because you eat fucking Vienna sausages. I'm going to not eat Vienna sausages and I'm going to try and tell you some other options of what you can eat. Yeah. But because I'm young or whatever, like you don't respect the inform- the new information that's coming to you. And to me, that's annoying yeah. because work still got to get done and you still alive. You still here. You still able to, to help. Yeah. And now that I'm in the middle of like, two generations like i'm seeing the younger ones yeah. it's like yo like these kids are emotional they feel a misunderstood they feel like they're not understood at all um and they're not able to really properly communicate they don't feel loved they feel judged you know and when i come and give these kids unconditional love in the school system they gravitate towards me yeah in a way that's like amazing you know it's amazing but i'm like why are you not experiencing experiencing this same thing at home 
yep. or with your elder or with your community. Like, why am I one of the only people that you feel like you could be yourself with? And of course, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still going to give you the truth. I'm going to help guide you. I'm going to whatever. But yeah. you could talk to me because I, I keep it real. Like, I, I don't try and do this. Oh, I'm older. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to like not show you my flaws or not show you my my scars or whatever. And I'm like, no, like I have to reveal those things because that's where the story is. That's where sure. the lesson is. Um, and I feel like I know for me, like I've asked that of my elders, just to tell the truth. Like, what's up? Just tell yeah. the truth. Like, why is it that you ain't been around? Why is it that you not really trying to support my work? Why is it that you don't even know what my work is for right. real? Right. Like, so, what's true. up with that? I thought you cared about me. I thought you loved me. Like, what's good? Yeah. Like, I don't get that. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's ulterior motives. I don't know if it's the the picture of perfection of like I'm older and I've been through what you're going through and I am who I am now. So I don't maybe I don't want to be reminded of who I was when you uh, when I was your age. Right. It, it can be a lot like this unrect like they haven't rectified yeah. with their or, past. Or if you're doing more right now than they did when they were your age and they don't want to accept that. But again, this whole like why are we in competition with generation? But that's that's how it is. That's how it is. And that's it's sad. silly to me. I don't like it's that. Sad. I really don't like that. And I think that when we talk about the division within the black community yeah it's like families are, it really it's about rebuilding the rebuilding the black family to me i feel like that is the root of what our issue is if we can rebuild the black family then you know we could really start to really see some progress especially yeah. uh economically financially but sure. how are we going to rebuild the black family if the generations don't communicate if it's all just fake ass conversations at weddings and funerals and baby showers and shit. And that's like endless and, and it's so tiring. We gotta we gotta switch the narrative, but it can't just be us. It has to be everybody. It has to be the elders. Because again, the youth, the youth is with the shits. Like we we want to unite. They want to unite. But it's like it can't just happen in one sector. It has to happen all around. Yeah, for sure. It has to happen all around. So, and I think there has to be a, a willingness, like a a, a genuine willingness, yeah. to make that from both ends. You know, from oh, the indeed. younger indeed. ones and the older ones. And I think that um, there has to be a lot of in, intention behind it. And the root of it is just the fact that we are black people. This yeah. is what we're supposed to do. Like we're That's family. True. Like That's true. We should treat each other like, if we're not blood related. Like. You my cousin, you my loved one, you yeah. know, you you are someone that I care about. And I feel like I know for us, like with um like our generation, the 30-year-olds mm -hmm. right now, and even younger, especially the spiritualists, yeah, I know that a lot of what we do and what we believe literally contradicts like yeah. a lot of <laughs> generational shit before. Um, and I'm wondering why there's not like this trust of like you're my family, so clearly you wouldn't tell me or do anything wrong, yeah. you know, to me. So it's like, if you think that I practice voodoo, which I don't, but <laughs> like <laughs> literally have never been initiated into voodoo at all, I yeah. don't do that. Um, but if you, <laughs> like, if you were like curious, instead of just judging and assuming the wrong thing, yeah. why not just ask the question and have a conversation yeah, sure. versus like judging and then casting away to, from what you don't understand? Yeah. Because it's too easy, it's too easy to judge, and no one wants to challenge themselves in regards of like really knowing what's going on with someone or finding out about someone, like their true identity, what makes them who they are, those decisions. No one wants to have no one wants to have the conversation. No one wants to have the conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I'm such a conversationalist. I know yeah. that I'm I know for a fact, like people in my family, like. I'm like, if we're not talking about, this is even my family, friends, probably why I'm not that close to a lot of people because mm -hmm. I don't, I've broken through my own levels of bullshit that like, I don't know how to bullshit with people. You know, it's like, I might try and shift how I say something, yeah. but either way, I'm still going to say it, you know, and I'm going to speak very authentically, very um, truthfully. Indeed. And the point is not to harm anyone, but it's, it's like, Damn, like, I know y'all all see this. I know I'm not the only one that see this. So, like, why is it that we're acting like we can't 
just talk, especially since we family. At least we think we supposed to be. <laughs> and, and it's like, why we why aren't we? I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. uh, that's why this conversation was important for us. <laughs> so my thing was we I talk about this a lot with um I feel like with my peers, like my generation, like yeah. or or younger, we have this conversation. But I have because of the disconnect, I haven't been able to really have that conversation with someone that I considered an elder or like older than me, at least at least 10 years older than me, than yeah, the next yeah, generation. Yeah. I wanted to have this conversation. So um, as we mentioned before, I brought in my sister T'Challa Williams because she mm-hmm. is one. And I'm not even trying to I'm gassing sis, but I'm gassing her like for real, because she is one of the few people that I have met in the poetry artist community, which y'all know was filled with egotistical fake ass motherfuckers. Okay. But she is one that has been thorough since the first day I met her. Like she supports, she spends money. She drives her car and shows up at events. She gives hugs. She talks her shit. Her poetry is amazing fire like i swear to god me and her cousin when y'all see her y'all gonna be like oh yeah y'all cousins for real like we from the same tribe like we both avatars from the (laughs) hills of kilimanjaro or some shit but anyway (laughs) that's my sis so um she's elder i respect her voice i respect her opinion and i wanted to bring her on so that we could you know just have a different opinion because i feel like i can't learn or even shift my own thoughts about things if I don't bring in someone who's older and who I trust to challenge my thoughts. You Indeed. know what I mean? I agree. I definitely agree. You so you that. don't know her as well as I do, but I think you will love her, babe. I learned her She's a little bit. She's definitely coming to our wedding. We shared, we shared a virtual stage uh, like about a week ago. Oh, yeah, for the so, Kwanzaa yeah. event. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we are going to bring in my sis, Chala. Sis, how you feeling? I'm good. You know, I'm good for a Monday in cold ass January. We're working it out. <laughs> you know, and we live in Jersey now, so I feel like Jersey's a tad warmer than Connecticut. Yeah. Just a tad. Don't brag. Don't brag. Just a tad. Do you leave to like commute from work? Um, I'm probably about 15, 20 minutes from my house. Okay. Not too bad. Okay, that's good. Um, so thank you for being here with us. I appreciate it so much. And thank you for the invitation. I want you to just lay it on us like you do. Indeed. <laughs> Please do. So we're just gonna start off. You know that we're talking about, you know, the black generational gap, you know, the elders, the youth. Every every side has yeah. their strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. But what, from your perspective, do you feel like is a challenge for the elders as far as, I guess, stepping out and relating to the youth? Communication. Um, right off the bat, and I think that the pliability needs to be on the part of the elders. Um, I was raised by my grandparents. So I know that, you know, and my my grandma from Alabama. So, you know, she didn't want to hear about nothing. You did what you needed to do. And there was no fluff about it, period, end of discussion. So with that generation, children were seen and not heard. It didn't matter if you had an opinion. It didn't matter if you had a thought. It didn't matter if you wanted to add value to the conversation by putting your voice in and nobody want to hear from you. So um, I was an only child being raised by my grandparents and I was a kid who had questions. And so I would constantly challenge my grandmother. She didn't like it. My behind did not like it either. But that did not stop me from challenging her because for me, her instruction wasn't connecting. It wasn't making sense. Right. I needed it to make sense. And I remember one day I was arguing with her and I was like, Grandma, if we both know the sky is blue and you feel like it's purple, you're going to tell me it's purple and then be mad if I don't tell you it's purple, even though we both know it's blue. Right. And she was like, you're right. So she understood what her behavior was 
But at that age, she was not willing to change. And mm -hmm. because I learned a lot of her stubborn ways, I was not willing to change either. Yeah. So I persisted to challenge her and she loosened some to the point where I remember my uncle telling me like, yo, I look up to you. I used to be like, Uncle John, stop playing. And he's like, nah, man, you be talking back to mine. And I'm like, I'm not talking back. <laughs> I'm having a conversation. But for him, exactly. it's like a no-go zone. Even as an adult, it was something you did not do. Yeah. And in, in my family, I was very observant. So I always noticed that the mother-daughter relationships were jaded. Right. They had all kinds of issues laced within them. I mean, the very fact that I was being raised by my grandmother instead of my mother and my mother lived in Hartford wow. was evident to the tension between mothers and daughters. Right. So in watching the adults, I told myself, I can't make that same mistake. Right. I have to be able to have open dialogue with my kids. I right. want them to want to come and have a conversation with me. Because sometimes what adults end up doing is you set these boundaries and these standards. First of all, kids don't even know you had a life where you used to be wild because you don't talk about that. Shit. Right. So you set these boundaries and these standards like what they're doing is so foreign and outside the box. Mm -hmm. No, you only wilding because you was wild. So you're trying to put extra restraint on them instead of having extra conversation with them about the reason for what they feel and the source of their anger and frustration. Mm -hmm. You're not dealing with that. So kids then don't open up to their parents. They don't talk to you, they talk to their friend, they get misinformation, they go online through social media, they get more misinformation, and now they act on misinformation. Adults think young people is wild, young people think adults don't listen. And everybody is right. Right. Wow. Yeah, that that definitely um I think that's been my thing with my with, especially with my mom. It's like you I know that she has a lot of guilt. You know, I know that the, the older generations they have a lot of guilt about things that they consider to be wrong. And for me it's been like it's just a part of your story. It's just information. It's just but there's more shame attached to that. There's more shame attached to that than victory. So yeah. for us, in our 30s and our 40s, we've come to an understanding that our story is our own. Right. We have realized in watching our parents and our mothers and our fathers be in bondage to their past that we have liberty in our truth. Right. So can't nobody twist your story if you take ownership and tell your story first. Very exactly. True. Very true. Now, exactly. what other people say don't matter, how they talk about you and how they try to twist it and turn it don't matter because you told the story first. It's yours. Right. You don't have to be ashamed of it. But my mother never learned that. Hmm. So there's always this shame. Even now, like my grandmother has dementia. So even now, when my mother comes over, she knows my grandmother does not remember but their body language says, I have an issue with you. Wow. And then my mother goes into almost like a child and she'll have her head down. And wow. my grandmother will become interrogated. She don't know if she can't remember nobody's name or nothing, but she come in there and say, uh-huh. And some shit ain't right around here. Ooh, and so my mother will feel that right away. But how do you, she doesn't know how to come out of that. So then me, I'm in the midst of it. I'm like, what you talking about, Grandma? Right, mm -hmm. right. What you think not going right around here? What's really happening? Right. Come on, let's talk about it. Because right. I know her. So and you're not going to be that's what you, I, so and did throw you, shade on the low. Right. So did you find your voice to be able to, like, it's almost like... um what I see is kind of what your mom, what you said about your mom, as far as she cowering into like, the, you know, like her basically like a trauma response to what yeah. she did when she was a child, but you were able to transcend yeah. that and actually speak up. Do you feel like that's something that the youth need to do? Like they need to use their voice to speak up against those type of 
situations versus just cowering in and letting grandma be right and say whatever she want to say, although it's extremely hurtful. It's a delicate line because I don't want to say in my understanding, I've come to realize that people have been lied to so much. I have to tell the truth. Mm. I have to tell you the truth. You are so comfortable with the bullshit and everybody is catering to your emotions that no one has ever told you the truth and you have never adjusted and corrected yourself. So I have to tell you the truth. The problem is not everyone is ready to receive it. And when you start talking about young people, these people who adults are not having conversations with, who are not, they're not being honest with, Adults not ready for young people to tell them the truth. And that's the other point. That's the other so point. I can't, I can't instruct them. It's a delicate, I can't instruct them to say, speak your truth all the time. Right. And then they go and they say, mama, you with the bullshit. <laughs> you never pay attention to me. You give more attention to your man or the man that you think is yours. Cause I seen him with Miss Mary down the street, but you pay more attention to them than you do to me. <laughs> and an adult response is <laughs> stay in your place. Yeah. I'm grown. You can't right. tell me what to do. Right. When it needs to be, these children see you. You have no escape from your children. They know you better than you know yourself. They spend their their first 15 lives studying the adults in their presence. Mm. Head to toe, mannerisms, what you say, how you say it, how you cuss. What your vices are, they watching everything. So for them to get to adolescence, and now what you do and what you say don't match. And I can't question you. How am I supposed to get true? And if I ask grandma, grandma going to be like, oh, your mama just this, that. Don't worry about it. And she'll give me respite. But I still have this conversation that is not taking place. Right. Yep. I still have a frustration. So I would say young people have to get comfortable in their truth. Meaning you have to speak it to yourself first. Because it's going to be odd when you first start to do it. Because people don't teach us to walk in our authority. Because our authority intimidates other people. My authority intimidates my mother. I know that. I love her. I had to ask her one time. I was like, mommy, where is your fight? Like, mm. you know, my mother used that, to, that my be, mother might know, catch it in the mouth not, when she was younger. That'd be the main question for me with a lot of, like, the 40, late 40, older black women. It's like, where is the fight? And at one point, I thought that black women was known to be these things but yeah. then when you look a little bit closer it's like it's there but not in a certain way like look, what happened i'm gonna tell you and, and my mother was a fighter and when i asked her that question she said i gave it all to you wow damn that kind of blew me I did not expect her to say that because it takes time to get to a place where people are vulnerable. But in order for people to be comfortable in their vulnerability, the person that they are having communication with has to be vulnerable as well. So I have to be vulnerable in my emotions. And when I allow that to happen, she's vulnerable enough to tell me the truth. And when she tell me the truth, we have space for correction for understanding and for growth. But that communication barrier is vital. And I've always, even in my, when I was young, because of my frustrations with my grandmother, I've always felt like the elders have held on to too much shame when it comes to them telling their story. Like you have been, and I'm talking to grandmas, and everybody that I'm talking to right now is 55 plus. You have been in relationships where you have been abused and you pulled out. 
but don't nobody know. You have been in situations where you've been taken advantage of. You've had family members do you wrong. And we push with this strong woman trope. And that's a trauma response. So now you got this, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. And you see your daughter going through or you see your granddaughter going through. And the last thing you ever think is that they need to hear your real story. But the truth of the matter is they need to hear your real damn story. Because how you got out is how they get out. You can't be stingy about your shit. You're going to sit by and watch them go through tragedy and ride this shit out until their knees is scabbed up and their elbows is fucked up. They bleeding. They losing teeth. You know what was going to happen. But because you too embarrassed to tell your story, you let them suffer. Stop your shit. Yeah. Grandmas and great grandmas. Yeah. And tell them babies your story. This is for grandmas and grandpas. Because grandpas got their dirt too. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You are a distinguished gentleman right now. But there was a time when you was an angry little motherfucker. And ain't nobody like you. And you see those traits in your grandson. But you don't want to have a real conversation. And this is why there's a disconnect. Because kids don't want to hear the bullshit. They hear the bullshit from the media. They hear the bullshit from teachers. They hear the bullshit from the streets. They hear the bullshit in every arena that they go in. And they hear extra capital bullshit on social media. So when you come into them to have a conversation and you coming from this high and mighty perch, you already fucked up. Because now they don't want to hear it. You have to come to them from a place of truth. You got to be honest because they want to talk. And they want to. And I think that's the thing that we were talking about when we were preparing for the episode. It's like, do they not realize how like, like, do they not see the child's eyes begging like to have a conversation? Like you don't see that? And I feel very offended that you're willing to let your children, your lineage, your bloodline suffer unnecessarily because you're embarrassed. Like that's such a cop out. Like that's not even acceptable. And again, kids call for that like conversation, for that love, for that vulnerability, because it's only so much you can share with your friends or like even like your siblings to a point where they're going through the same shit and they don't really know how to help you because they don't know how to help themselves. No, right. Like it's like a <laughs> it's like a constant thing. But but yes, we we have yeah. a duty to to guide our children through. Indeed. And like I have six children. Three of my children are adults. You have but six as children? they were growing up, I have six. How old yes. are they? <laughs> she lit um, up. my oldest daughter is 24, my wow. son is 23. My next son is 21. My twins are 17. And my youngest daughter is 15. You have twins too? Wow, yeah. queen. <laughs> I yes. love that. It's so be- I know you have boys, but I didn't know you had a whole team. That's so beautiful. Wow. Yeah, three boys and three girls. Three boys oh, and three perfect. girls. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we would like, we would be home and you, you hear the, the age range that I have. So right. let's say one of the older kids had an issue. And I'd be like, all right, family meeting. We all going to have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And we would sit like, okay, one incident was we have moved to this apartment complex. And this, um, this older white lady would always leave her door open. And she had like a trough of toys in the center of her living room. But in order to get to the toys, you had to walk the threshold. She had no children. None. Uh, So the other kids would like go and, you know, go around her door and go and play. And so when I found out, I'm at the door like, hello, who are you? No, 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 no. My kids can't come in here. I don't. Where are your children? Okay, well, where are your grandchildren? Okay, so you don't even have children. This is like a pedophile trap. So I had to come back and tell my kids, like, look, you can't trust this. 
You can't trust this situation. I said, because that old lady have you duct taped to a wall in your drawers in her house and I can't get to you. And that's the last place I'm going to even be thinking. Exactly and it's are. all because the shit's the setup from the beginning. Yeah. But that couldn't be a separate conversation. That had to be a conversation I had to have with everybody. Even right. if my six-year-old didn't quite get it. Right. We're all talking together. Mm-hmm. And you also had to have time that allowed children to speak without judgment. Right. They have emotions. They have feelings. They have things that they're going through. And even if it's like, okay, we're all talking and we'll express ourselves and we'll have debates and we'll have discussions. And then there might be a time where somebody might write me a letter. Wow. I've my kids have written me letters. Uh, they have written me emails. Like, look, I need you to talk to me. And if we don't make it important to communicate with these babies, now we will lose them. Like this, this social media thing has them so emotionally wrought in the midst of the the pressure and the hormones of adolescence. And there are adults out here who are so lost in communicating with their kids that they rather put them outside in the cold than figure out a solution. Hmm. Like we have to have these conversations. Like if that's how I feel about young people and this is male and female, Right, yeah. because we can't forget what boys go through. Well, they right. go through body shaming, they go through depression, they go through domestic abuse by women as well. Yeah. But again, if we don't make safe space for them to even be able to have a discussion about what they're going through, we'll never be able to correct behavior to help them heal and have a healthy life. Like the goal is to have a healthy life. And if we're finding that the young people are having emotional issues, then the people who have went through that period of their life and you have vision because you have knowledge. So it's hopeful that you have some wisdom, which is your applied knowledge. You'll be able to see and guide them. And then the same thing, if you a grandparent and you see that generation going through a, a phase of life that you've already gone through, so you have vision and direction and you see the kids, you're supposed to give that information up, like give the shit up. You're dying with all the answers and everybody dying with your ass. That's the real, real truth. Dying with the answers. And how many times that doesn't have to happen? I mean, well, thankfully, we know that it stops with like us. I feel like the current early 40s, late 30s, we've. I feel like we're the ones that's kind of like, all right, that's enough. It's not everybody. Yeah. It's definitely not everybody. It's yeah. not everybody. But there are a lot of people that I see that are taking um, almost like responsibility for yeah. the generations and for the lineage. And no matter how hard that is, it's extremely hard. The weight is very heavy. But I feel like we know there's no other option, especially when we see the blatant attacks on our minds through social media. That's true. Like we see it, you know, so it's like for me, it's like I don't have a choice. I might be mad at y'all or whatever, but like I don't have I have no choice because y'all made a choice. Right. And so like because you made the choice to be hands off and just let it happen. Now I have to clean up your mess and I have a frustration like you mentioned, but I don't let that stop me. If anything, it fuels me more because I know how important it is because I feel it. Like I feel, and I'm not ignoring my feelings the way that I feel like the elders have Have. mastered. I don't even know how they can like live like that. It's like numbness. It's very easy to settle in comfort. Yeah. 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 And there's no very easy to settle in comfort. And 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 the 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 trend has been to settle not only in comfort, but also in mediocrity. Mm. So you become content in in not moving forward because you're comfortable right here. You don't don't have to adjust. You don't have to talk about racism because Bob don't really bother you at your job and and you get your raise every year and 
your house is comfortable. Ain't nobody robbed you because you moved from the hood. So well, why you got to go out and protest? You don't you don't have to say anything about nothing like that. Yeah. Even though you got kids and your kids are, are with these kids and they're out in public and whatever they endure and go through is going to eventually touch you. Whether you got on a suit or your pants is sagging, a right. mini skirt or some shit down to your ankles. If the if it's out there and we're not addressing it, it's going to impact us. Yeah. Indeed. What happens to the least of us happens to the many. So if you're not addressing what's happened to the least of us, and this goes through all the barriers. So let's just talk about our community right now. If we're not addressing the least of our community, don't get your ass on social media talking about black on black crime. It's a fact. Shut up. Unless you're doing something. Like, don't get out here and we talk about our frustrations and you talking about these black women angry again. Say what now? Right. Watch out. Because I'll show up and you'll really have to have that conversation with me. I don't need a keyboard and a cell phone. We're going to talk. Right. Because I know you and you know me and I'll pull up. So <laughs> what, what is the solution? What are you we doing? I know you. you talk all that trash on you want to, but... You know I know you. Stop. Mm-hmm. I, you know I know you. Cut it out. I will call you out. Stop. <laughs> I'll call you out from the sidewalk in front of your house with a mask on. Don't play. <laughs> right. So, sis, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> I fucking love you so much. Oh my god. Um so before we get out of here, what is like a final thought about this topic? Whether it's like a tip for the young, the old, all of us as a collective, what's yeah. like a final thought that you have, you know, for this conversation? I would say <clears throat> We have to find a way to have enough peace with our past that we're able to help others navigate through their future. Hmm. It's not a it's not a right now, it's not a hurry up, it's an individual because that's the only way that I'll be able to be comfortable enough with my truth to share it. So I have to have peace with my past and accept it. And then when I see an opportunity, I have to speak boldly. I love it. I'll say wow. to that. That no is shame. so beautiful. So what do you have going on right now? Thanks. Do you have anything oh, major me? going on that you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I know you got something going well, on. You know, going? I'm always... I'm always rocking with Harper's Lit. So, you know, we always have our book chats and various different things going on. So right now we have our um, our global community where we're trying to just keep the focus lit and um, keep our book chats popping. This month we are reading Hood Feminism and Animal Farm. I love Animal Farm. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Our, our next discussion will be January 24th at 4 p.m. So tune in and join us. Um, shout out to the Greater Hartford Arts Council. Um, as a member of the Artist Advisory Committee, I am now part of the Board of Directors. So I am super excited about that. Definitely, definitely. And I also shout out to the book club. (laughs) Shout out to the book club. Um, This Brown Girl Reads. I've just been appointed as the poetry book moderator uh, for that book club. So more books, more discussions, more awesome literature to dig into. I'm just, you know, I'm excited and 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 that's just me doing my thing. You know, I'm yeah, just out here doing, doing my it. thing. You making it look real good too. So where can um what's your Instagram, social media? Where can people follow you? Well, on Instagram, I am Shala Rock, C-H-A-L-L-A-R-O-C-K. On Facebook, I am Tashala Williams. On Twitter, I am Mama Jen. Zero zero seven. Where else am I? I'm on Goodreads too. If y'all got a reading challenge, you, how many books are you gonna read this year, Mufasa? Oof. Well, I white. I'm reading White Fragility right now. Okay. Okay. How many am I gonna read? I'm in 
I don't know. I said at least five because last year I did okay. not do good. I said at least five. I feel like that's reasonable. Five is me. good. Okay. Five I'm is nice five. and solid. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're doing that. I love that you're such a, because I'm such a book, I've always been a book nerd. I've read so much as a kid. I used to like suck down all the Harry Potter books, all kind of stuff. And then in adult life, grad school, everything, it's like reading just does not happen the way it used to when I was young. Yes. I love that you make this such a thing. That's nice. That so like, beautiful. That look like wallpaper is so nice. It does look like wallpaper. See who I got in my oh, I painted in the background. Oh, that's fine. I painted that vagina. The portal <laughs> to the She did it. Yes. I, I love need Yanni in my Yanni first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank I you. appreciate your voice, your insight, your power. This was such a necessary conversation for us like oh, for in our sure. personal lives. Sure. We wanted to make sure that it went out um, to the world because, you know, it's something that even as a young couple, like we're really just trying to figure out like, what's up? Like, what yeah. are we going to do? So I really appreciate you dropping some wisdom for us. We we needed it. <laughs> in more ways than a Anytime. Yes, I Anytime. love you. So you know, I always like running my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you. But you have a good rest of the night, and we will definitely catch up soon, sis. Indeed. All right. Peace, beautiful Peace. people. Yo, that, was, that was so necessary. That was love. I love her. She's just. Ah. She's amazing. But she said her grandmother was from Alabama. And you know that my grandfather's family is from Eufula, Alabama. So maybe we really are cousins. Maybe related. I'm, I'm going to have to really hit her up and find out if we really cousins. Because my family is definitely from Alabama, too. Yeah, I would not be surprised. If I find out to y'all, my cousin for real. Y'all go. Y'all go. Listen. Listen. <laughs> um, okay. So, baby, you want to say anything else before we get out of here? How are you feeling about that? Ooh. I mean, a, a, lot of, a lot of science was dropped. A lot of gems, um, a lot of things that we already know, but definitely here to hear more things from, I guess, the next generation's perspective yeah. as well, with that still being an issue with them. Yeah. Um, but also just bringing the importance back to the kids as well. It's like, yeah, we we know that we have this generational gap with the uh, elders, right? Um, but also it comes to a point where it's like passion versus pride, um, and sound baby nova <laughs> uh passion versus pride with the youth it's always going to be more passion than pride and then with the elders it's going to be more pride than passion and it has to be vulnerability meets in the middle yeah she spoke about vulnerability so we all have to come together and just listen be able to communicate hear each other and listen to each other yeah that's really what it comes down to yeah i think that um yeah everybody has to try because even vulnerability it's just trying because it's not easy and like we don't even know like what the correct way to go about anything there's no correct way to go about life just try like damn that's true (laughs) just try don't sit behind and do nothing like i don't know what i'm doing i just try and i consistently try that's it like damn you have to (sighs) anyway so that's all i got that was a lot i'm gonna process this uh this conversation because it was like she was hitting on some like personal points which is the whole point of why we do the podcast so it's like mission accomplished it was necessary bring t'challa it was (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely necessary like heart food like for tonight and like soul food mind food i love that just to like yeah just dwell on and really take in all right where, where can they find you my love love so i'm on instagram my favorite platform um empress mufasa bastet um if you just search mufasa bastet i'm actually googleable these days so if you google mufasa bastet i'm the only one that comes up That's <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the same for me i'm sure the loneliest uh, on instagram which is becoming my favorite platform i'm a sailor ross on facebook uh sir you know 
uh, do music, you find me on Apple Music, Spotify, and whatnot. You feel me? You know, get them strings up. You feel me? Like, new music on the way, too. Uh, check out The Loneliest Tuesdays. I will be dropping another video tomorrow. He's been doing rap videos on Instagram. I've been recording them, so it's pretty lit. Y'all should go check it out. That's a figure. <laughs> go check out his rap. No, he's a really good rapper. Like, that's one of the reasons why I started, like, really digging him because he's like got far they're like oh he's suave and mentee about this song. i, mean, I, I love try, him i, I love the way he do. be rapping oh, try to do God. what i can do you feel oh, me okay don't get me started um so saturday um january 16th yes, for martin yes. luther king day um we are doing a martin and coretta virtual couples talent show indeed, indeed. so this is going to be very exciting we have invited some couples all different types of talents um, to come together for Martin Luther King Day um, just to honor Martin and Coretta. I think that they are just dope as a unit. Um, and yeah, so we're going to do that. And then we have some wellness workshops coming up. So just follow us on the gram to keep up. Indeed. And also be authentic hippie on Instagram as well. There's a lot. Basically, just look <laughs> us up and then you'll see everything. Y'all know. Y'all know how the internet goes. That's so I love you. I love you. I love you so much. In case you have not heard it today, please stay woke about these streets, y'all. Yeah, please, too. And peace and light to the universe. And make sure you making that change matter and worth it. You feel me? Bars. <laughs> peace, y'all. Thank you.